Welcome and good morning. It is October 8th or 7th. God bless it. I already screwed it up. October 7th. Start all over. Turn on the mirror. <laughs> October 7th. Uh, 2023, you are listening to All Out Law. I'm your host, Attorney Kyle Wyatt of Wyatt Law and Associates and Freedom Traffic Law. Uh, located at 2047 South Finger Mill Road, Unit C101, Springfield Mo. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, handling all of your stuff. I'm all over the place, handling all of your family law and traffic law needs. I'm just so excited we got Steve McCoskey here. Good and morning, I'm, Kyle. I'm just all out of sorts, all out of sorts. How you doing this morning? Man, I'm doing fantastic. I really am because I see a lot of things happening today. And uh, as many of the listeners know, uh, I happen to be on the Board of Education here in Springfield, Missouri, and I'm very proud to be part of that group. It's a group of seven uh, citizens out there uh, participating and trying to ensure that our kids are getting a good education and our administrators and uh, educators are are supported in order to help build the future for America, you know. And as a member of the Board of Education, I I just want to make sure that it's up front that I do speak for myself. I don't speak for the board. Uh, but, Kyle, you know, oftentimes we get on the radio and we talk about all these things that might be a little controversial. I, I think that's really uh, important for people to know what's happening today. More importantly, I think uh, I think the audience should maybe go to JFK Stadium over here by Parkview. Today they're having uh, the – Valhalla Marching Festival, and what I like about that is I don't know if a lot of people understand what it really takes to have uh, kids get involved with an instrument, play in bands and things of this nature. It helps with their their uh, progression, their development in their lives and that. Don't you have some kids that are in school, too, that, mm-hmm. that play instruments? Yeah, my freshman, he's in a concert band, and uh, then I got two littles in piano, um, I don't know, music has always been a part. I I I was in band uh, through school and choir, and uh, music has always been a big part of our families. You know, whether it's grandparents or whatever, it's just always been instilled in us. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think uh, I think music in sports uh, they serve a very valuable uh, lesson for children. Uh, build, uh, I don't know necessarily like character, but build structure. You know, it, it takes commitment. Yeah, and when you got a little, you got a fourteen-year-old who doesn't want to get out of bed at six <laughs> o'clock in the morning because he's also in jazz band, and so they had practices at seven o'clock in the morning, before you know an hour before school even starts. Uh, so it takes some doing to get a teenager out, but every week goes out there and they're going to be um, uh, performing for we have grandparent night uh, on uh, Monday, and then uh, I think the uh, jazz band is going to be playing. We have every year a NCA banquet. Um, that they hold every year, kind of a fundraiser type deal, but it's going to be at the Oasis this year. Right. So it's a good thing. And, uh, you know, I noticed that you're, you're the high school marching bands, have you, have you, so have you gone and watched any of these performances since uh, becoming a board member? Oh, absolutely. In fact, what? I've over in Republic, I have a grandson in Republic school. He plays in a jazz band and that, and I just really love it to see all those kids. They get excited. They want to perform for everybody. You right. Know? Yeah. Well, I saw, I, I, I was noting my, cause my, my, uh, my pastor's son plays for Kickapoo. And he, he took a picture of it because they had a, a tournament, I don't know, last week or something like that. And I'm like, is he missing an arm? <laughs> 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 I 
they, they, they cut the sleeves off. Of, of, I'm like, the, the uniforms in, in today's marching bands are, are a lot different than, than uh, what I had 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. I, you know, and more importantly, as you said something there, it's about the development right. of our children, you know, and I think that's very important. But here's what I want. I want your audience to understand that, you know, these kids and these parents put a lot into this. And not only that is the, the educators, you know, we need people to get out and support these kids. And the best way to do that right now is go watch them perform today. It's going to be an event all day at JFK Stadium. It's going to be good weather. Yeah, and then, you know, I was out, I was hurrying up trying to get here uh, to the studio, and I ran into, I don't know how many school buses were At least were one out of there. us was. Some of us <laughs> was kind of dragging butt to get here to the studio. But I want to shout out to our transportation department. They're out there actually practicing uh, today just so they can figure out on their routes and driving buses and, and, and actually transporting our kids. I mean, that's a very important job, the safety, yeah. getting our kids to school and getting them back home and that. And last but not least, the the unforgiving job sometimes, and that's the Board of Education, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, we get a lot of things that happen. That it becomes controversial. And just this last Board of Education meeting, uh, it's – if you go to sps.org, you'll be able to go see the meetings. It's, they're public. They're uh, on YouTube, too, don't you? They yes, they are channel. on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, even after I have a meeting, I'm thinking, what what happened? I have to go back, and i got to go look, you know. Uh, in this case, we had uh, two policies that were kind of controversial in some sense, and one of those was a food service management policy, and another was uh, – the prohibition against uh, illegal discrimination, harassment, and retaliation. Uh, they both had to do with the uh, the USDA, the Department of Agriculture, and it was the the uh, the, the the policies actually were trying to change some of the language. And under sex, uh, what language that we wanted to maybe consider changing or adding to. Under the sex of the discrimination policies, those two specifically, they wanted to add gender identity and sexual orientation. Well, I think sex already covers that in the first place. Uh, and so there was kind of a little point of contention is, well, would we be at risk of losing, you know, federal funds uh, from the USDA if, in fact, we didn't include that type of language? Well, my point is, as I'll speak for myself, is sex already does include that. Right. And to this day, I don't know of any student that has not uh, received any free and reduced lunch because of these policies. I mean, isn't that, isn't that the thing? I mean, shouldn't you have, before people uh, start clutching their pearls, uh, have some examples of where a child has, has been mistreated or uh, denied services before they, they just start going on to this attack like how dare you don't you know what you're doing to people <laughs> yeah well you know people get emotional over this, these kind of things and but more important is is no we're not discriminating we do not discriminate a, a, a good a great example is if you go back to a board meeting uh, which you can watch this again online and you can go to sps.org and look this up for yourself under the uh the Board of Education, we have all of our meetings that are recorded, and they go back for years. But anyway, we had this one point of contention where the for 11 months, these people from the gay, queer uh, uh, 
environment or organizations, they just kept con- coming to the Board of Education, and they wanted uh, a policy to be adopted or a resolution, excuse me, let me be correct on that, a resolution to accept gay, queer students, uh, and that if the Board of Education would actually adopt that, then the students would be safer. My first question about all of that would be is, I think all of our students are safe in the school system, you know. Right. Uh, You don't have to be gay or queer, uh, you know, to be safe. I mean, it's just what, it's our responsibility as a board of education to ensure the safety in that. But adopting a resolution like that was, what's going to be next? Is it going to be MAGA groups or something like that? And supposedly I'm a MAGA supporter, you know, I've been tagged. Uh, on that too but we uh, talked about that before i mean you said let's have a policy that we, all students should have a safe safe environment to learn absolutely all, regard i mean all i think pretty much the compass i mean you didn't say all but these little groups over here all and i think it, you, you you're 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 on and we, we get to take our first break here but it is it is more of uh, the, the the left side and these 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 fringe groups that's what they are fringe groups they don't represent uh, the population of Springfield uh, parents uh, as a whole uh, but it is it is an agenda Amen. They want. and you talked about that in one of the board member mem- uh, meetings this is an agenda and this is just an example of if you didn't have an agenda then why are you always bringing up these kind of fights on on things that are, are not an issue we got to take our first break here you are listening to all that long you got any questions comments. Feel free to give us a call here in the studio at 447-5743. All right, welcome back. You are listening to AOL. We have uh, joined with us in the studio, Steve McCoskey. And uh, it was a, a school board meeting. Was it, was it just this past Tuesday or the, the one before that? One before that. Uh, and it's, uh, you're, you're a lightning rod no matter where you go. Did you ever, know, ever contemplate that at all when you were running, uh, a few years ago, two years ago? Uh, you know, if I run for school board, man, I'm just going to be taking a lot of hits. Did you ever envision the type of vitriol that the left has for you when you ran? Not at all. <laughs> uh, in fact, you know, it, it kind of, it's not a good situation to be into. Yeah. And why do, why do I say that? Well, ever since I've been on the Board of Education, and most recently, uh, I've had personal attacks. Um, I actually have uh, a case with uh, Greene County right now, Greene County Sheriff. I uh, submitted, uh, I, I was doxxed, basically. Uh, not only being doxxed, I mean, people were called to come to my house you know, send me literature on gay, queer, LGBTQ, you know, those type of things. Uh, and Just inundate me and my family with all of this type of mail. And I've and hate mail. Uh, you want to talk about emails I receive uh, while I'm a member of the Board of Education about how I'm a racist, you know, I'm a homophobe and those kind of things. That's the farthest from the truth. Uh, to go on the Board of Education is to support the kids. My number one uh, agenda, if you want to call it an agenda, which I, I would see it this way, is that I want to improve academic performance for all children, all students within our school system. And I want to ensure that our administrators and our staff have the support in order to accomplish that mission. 
and then I, I kind of look at it like this: these four walls. You've heard me talk about this before, and in these you may four, have mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. In these four walls, uh, I I see it that inside these four walls is Springfield Public Schools, and we're to teach ABCs and one, two, threes, nothing else, Kyle, nothing else. And when all of these different types of uh, programs or groups that want to come in and and introduce into our school system, like the resolution and everything, I said, no, 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 no. That is not what I'm here for. I'm here for Johnny or Susie or whoever in order to improve on their academic skill set so when they do graduate high school that they are prepared to become productive members of society. It's as simple as that. Most recently, since the uh, last Board of Education meeting, I've even received, um, my employer has actually received communications now. Now they're going after my employer because I happen to be employed with Rapid Robbers. And by golly, this is the last thing that we need is people coming after public officials. It's against the law. I will not stand for it, and I will fight back. I will defend myself. I will defend my my uh, employer. My employer is is a great, great employer. We employ hundreds of employees. We provide these families and services that have children within the school system with their opportunity to be able to make a living. Now, because somebody doesn't like the way that I uh, vote on a specific uh, policy or whatever, how I handle myself on the Board of Education, they start not only coming after me and my family, they come after my employer. That to me, that to me, what, they're, what that is is cancel culture. They are trying to cancel me out and others as well, and it's ridiculous. Well, how many little children have you hurt so far since being on the board? Actually, I think I've uh, helped quite a bit. I mean, Not the, hurt, but helped quite the, a bit. 24,500 kids is the way I look I at mean, it. I mean, the way the news leader comes after you and these other fringe groups, you would think that you go in there and you're pushing around little kids or, or, or you're making them cry or you're causing them to fail school or you're doing something because to go after your family and to go after your employer, right, it sounds like what they're wanting, well, if he could just lose his job, then, then that'll teach him. Teach him what? What is what is what? What have you, or Doctor M, or, or, or Bird, have done to any of these kids that uh, is in any way been harmful to them? You know, uh, let me take that another way. All right, I want the listeners to understand that. You know, we've had Springfield Public Schools just ride right along the Board of Education. It's almost as though that we've had these just rubber stamp everything for years. And what we what do we see? We see our budget continue to go up. We're over four hundred million dollars now, and and why I ran for the board of education is to increase or improve the academic performance on the average for every student within the school system, and I still stick to that, and I will continue to drive that narrative if that's what you want to call it. Now, uh, when you have a change in the Board of Education, and we've had over recent years in elections and that. You just have people that ask questions, like myself. Right. Uh, Mary Emma Hamakati is always asking questions. Well, there's a reason for that. It's because the way we've done business in the past, it seems like our academic performance is declining. 
our uh, budget is increasing that stakeholders and taxpayers are sitting there and paying more money year after year in the school district well why can't we lower our budget why can't we improve academic performance and why can't we ask questions and when we get attacked when we get doxxed and those type of things what happens is that they're trying to shut us down because we're not going with the regular flow over the years and if you look on my website I've had uh, I have a chart there that we've had an academic decline for 10 years in a row right and it had nothing to do with you we've got to stop it yeah it had nothing to do with me but I'm in here to help improve that and that's that's the goal that's the objective true transparency get the parents involved help educate our children instead of indoctrinating well, let's our take children a, let's take a call you all right with that yeah absolutely right. you're on the line hello Yes, I'm online. Steve, thank you for what you do. This is Pat. I speak before the board Good many morning. times. We have to keep in mind the cancel and remember the cancel culture was less than and remain less than seven or eight percent of our total population, but yet they're guiding the train. That's not why I called. On the news this week, either I think it was night before last on KY three, they had Cowden Elementary featured as one of the schools. It's a test. They sent teachers and I'm sure we spent three or four, sent three or four administrative $100,000 a year people with them to train for this new concept at Cabin. And they showed about a five-minute program on KY3. It's the kids doing whatever they want to do, partying through the day. Do you happen to know about that? Well, I've had several and, reports of that, yes. Well, Steve, and it wouldn't, you shouldn't be embarrassed if you don't know. I mean, this, we've got to get a board. You guys are not in the majority. But we've got to get a board that will drive this train and stop this engine that keeps going with these off-the-wall liberal. I thought Cowden is one of the schools that has some of the lowest test scores. And to think they're spending that kind of time with the new education concept, when, as you know, 70% of our kids are not even reading or doing math on grade level. And that particular school really needs some help, not a new. So you have heard about that. I've heard of some of it. I, I cannot say that I am on top of all well, that. Well, I wish no. you could get it from KY3. I, I was thinking about, I'm a little bit tired. I mean, we need the a majority of people, we need the majority of parents to pay attention. If they paid attention, they'd fix it. And they would give you guys the power that you need to fix it. And all we do, all this superintendent does, is keep adding administrators, administrators, new little test schools, pilot schools, beauty schools, theaters, we're just we're just not hitting it, and uh, as you know, I support the teachers. I support you guys. I I, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> Thank you for doing it, but I really wish somebody. I would hope that uh, newspaper doesn't amount to much anymore. I try to read it online every morning, but people don't pay attention to what's in there. But that concept, they sent several teachers in Springfield to some a southern state, it was either Alabama or Mississippi, to be trained in this concept that is supposedly elevating test scores. And I mean, it was the kids don't have a desk. They dress any way they want to. They ha I didn't get the full gist of it. They have, I, I don't know if it's just one room in Cowden or if it's the entire school. But I would like to address that with the board because they'll never give you an answer. But I'd like for the superintendent to not sit there like a deer with the headlights on them, not knowing what we're talking about when we do. Thank you for taking my call. But is there any way that we could check that? I mean, I hope you can check that out. Nope. I, the, the education arm, 
where they are trying to fix this. We don't hear anything about test scores anymore. And they're trying to fix it with new programs, whether it's Voyager or Leo or Clio or whatever little acronym they have to these million-dollar programs. They're not working. All right. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate what you do. You should, as a board member, that should be something that you should be able to get on the phone and talk to superintendents and say, all right, what's going on with this school? Absolutely. I don't recall seeing that with on KY3. Uh, but, yes, again, as a board member, I, I represent myself, sure. my own voice. I don't represent the board as a whole. I don't speak on their behalf because we have seven great members out there, six of them, including me, seven. I'll just put that in there. Uh, but, I think you know, pretty great. You know, I, I spend on the average 20 to 30 week uh, hours a, a week just on the Board of Education alone. But now, no pay. With, well, no pay, but the pay really comes out at the end if I can get these test scores up and this academic skill set uh, up in reading, writing, and arithmetic so they become productive members of society. That's all the parents want us to do is help their kids become successful. And I think what we've done here, we have a culture of sex. Sex needs to be removed in the sense that we don't need all of these different types of groups coming into the school system and, and trying to, to take control of the system or trying to protect any one specific student. I have the responsibility as a member of the board in order to protect all of our students and everything. And the last thing we need to be talking about with our children is sex. That should be left in the hands of the parents, period. Yeah. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. With regards to the KY3, let me just take it over to this way. We had, after that last uh, Board of Education meeting, we had the Springfield News leader says, SPS board refuses to update anti-discrimination policy. Then you had the Springfield Daily Citizen says, three board members gamble. Well, this is irresponsible reporting. On, on part of people that should be reporting the news. Well, let's uh, we'll, we'll, we'll carry that over here after the break here at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk about what happened at that board meeting. What was the issue? Uh, and you need to be able to speak up, guys. And Steve and our students, more importantly, need your help. You're listening to All Out Law. All right, well. Back, you are listening to AOL. We are joined in studio with uh, Springfield Public School member Steve McCoskey. And uh, Steve, uh, before the break, we, we uh, uh, teased in a little bit the uh, couple weeks ago, uh, nearly. You guys had a vote, and it was a, uh, a tie vote, 3 3, because Danielle, the, the school board president uh, was on vacation am i saying right. That right that's correct yeah and and the issue was what was on the on the table to be voted on was to to carve out a a specific group of of of, of people right to say we are not going not a whole lot dissimilar like you were saying earlier in the show how you know a few months ago they were talking about you know we're not going you know we're going to protect all kids whatever we're not going to talk about single out a certain sector groups we're not going to say we're going to protect all gay kids or we're going to protect all black kids we're going to protect all brown kids and and that was the big problem that you had and it, it didn't happen right right the vote didn't come about and so we had something very similar to that it was, it was put on the agenda uh and, and and say specifically what was it that, that they wanted the the board to approve well we periodically in a meeting will get different policies that need to be updated. And obviously after the legislators here in Missouri, they close uh, their sessions and then 
the governor signs into law. And so what happens is we have the uh, Missouri School Board Association. What they do is they'll go and look at the laws that have been passed, okay? Uh, and then they'll try to update policies because we actually pay MSBA in order to help us define some of the policies and how policies might be written, and then we, we have to vote it in. In this case, we had two policies that um, what language was in question here is adding sexual orientation and gender identity under sex, which is already in there. I mean, sex is sex, period. Right. You know, it's male or female. Even if you're, you're trans or not, you're, it's still under sex. So uh, the point of contention was is uh, we already have it in there. There's no reason to add that language. And then people are on these three board members, uh, and me being one of them, that, you know, you're, you're just fighting a culture. That's all you're doing. And, and to be quite frank with you, uh, we're talking about sex again. This is ridiculous, folks. We need to be looking at academic performance of our kids. We need to be driving that each and every day. And I'm not saying that we're not. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is, is let me just give you a couple other examples why I think we kind of get off track a little bit. We have like a, a pilot program uh, where two students from each high school, that's 10 kids, and we spend tens of thousands of dollars that we're going to educate these kids so they can get a private pilot's license. Well, my point of contention is I think it's great. Really, don't get me wrong. For them. Yeah, for them. <laughs> but I, I, I have, let's just say we have 24,500 kids in their school system. What are we doing for the other 24,490? That's that's where I come from. When you said a pilot program, I wasn't thinking of actual being a pilot. Yeah, private pilot's <laughs> license. You know? And I think it's great, and especially for those kids. Don't get me wrong. Wow. But the point is, I'm driving at academic performance mm. and having true transparency for our parents. We need to help our parents have kids come to our school system knowing that they're safe knowing that they're getting fed knowing that they're getting the basic skill sets and reading and writing arithmetic my four walls again and then that they're going to come home knowing that this school system is doing the best job that they can for my child and i love that and that's what i want i want that support out of our system our district there's another thing it's and there, this was a point of contention for me is we had the health care alliance and this healthcare alliance that was being built, again, we are not focused on 24,500 kids with this alliance. Now, we're just trying to uh, educate kids into a specific profession. And what it is, it's, it, it might come out to be 100 kids. Maybe after a year or two, it'll come up to 200 kids. It may be able to expand. We really don't know what that looks like as of yet so that's currently under development i think it's a wonderful program but i also think that if i had those hundred students that may enter into this healthcare alliance program that what happens if they can do math what happens when they can read what happens if they're proficient in that regards that once they graduate high school let them go do that if that's what they want and and the last thing i think sometimes that we do is we want to drive these kids into certain areas fields of occupation and things of this nature well what happens if these kids decide to change your mind i mean we're, the kids are always changing their mind. Heck, when I got out of high school, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. Yeah. 
You know, I was always changing my mind. My sons, after they graduated high school, went to college. They were always changing their mind. There's kids in college right now that change their major because they really don't know what they want to do. So the last thing I want is this. I don't want to start funneling these kids into certain occupations. What I want to do is ensure that they have the basic academic skill set that whatever they decide that they'll be able to do. Do we have kids who walk across the, the stage to get their diploma? They're not at reading or, or arithmetic uh, proficiency as they should be? Well, I, I would say I don't know what those numbers are specifically, but I have learned of cases where some uh, seniors would graduate high school and they have very difficult problems reading. Now, there's my point is why aren't we getting them there? You know, what what should we be focusing on? I don't want to rubber stamp things like I feel that's been happening over the last few years, uh, not the last few years, but the last decade where we're declining in academic performance on the average. Uh, if, if I, I like to use this kind of a, a example. If I have a, a student uh, uh, say the eighth grade level, they're at 34% grade level proficient um, in math. Let's just say that. Well, if, if we're at 34% at the eighth grade level, tell me why we can't get to 74%. You, you tell that to me. Explain that to me. That's my goal. I'm not putting them into a job. I'm putting them into a math class that they can get that skill set to be able to do any job that they want to do once they graduate. Is somebody high school. telling you or other board members it's just not possible if they don't have it. If they don't have it by then, they're not going to have it by the time well, they graduate. There's always people out there that's going to look, you know, various ways. But uh, uh, yeah, there are people that are telling me that. To be quite honest with you, but I want to. I'm going to come back to uh, to this. It's the four walls, folks. Inside those four walls is ABCs and one, two, threes. I will continue to do that while I'm on the Board of Education. And if you see or hear me act in a certain way or vote in a certain way on different policies and that, it's because I'm not looking for an agenda of sex for our kids. I'm not looking for indoctrination. We have to stop this, people. We have to help educate our kids, and our parents rely on us to do that. Well, I think the genesis of the problem that you guys had a couple weeks ago was that a, uh, I don't know if a, a mandate or executive order or whatever came out of the Biden administration where they have threatened, I don't know if they've, they've come out and said we're going to, but have threatened to cut out funding uh, for uh, underprivileged school lunches. Is that right? Well, uh, to some extent, you know, if, look at it this way. There was a... a I bought this with me because in the event that we got there, there's a case of uh, on the Supreme Court in 2020, and it was the Bostock uh, versus Clayton County. Well, essentially, what uh, that case is about, you have uh, you you had the Supreme Court determine that adding gender identity and sexual orientation under sex for the purposes of employment, okay, employment. Uh, that that would be language that would be acceptable. Now, what the Biden administration has done with that is they've gr grabbed a hold of that language and say, no, it's not about employment. It's about every department moving forward 
under my administration will include sexual orientation and gender identity. So here we land ourselves into looking at changing language in policy is what had happened. And I simply say that it's already covered. It's already covered under sex. And it it is as simple as that. Now, other people that uh, are more into the, the, say, gender identity and sexual orientation feel that that may be something that they want to take up and fight for. Well, I don't like the political footballs. I don't like to be uh, put with my back against the wall and coerced by the president of the United States and his administration. It's not law, folks. It's not law. There's the executive branch. There's the legislative branch. And there is the judicial branch, which the Constitution assigns responsibilities. So the president enacts the law, does not make law. The administration doesn't do that, the executive branch. It's Congress, the legislators that make law. And right now, this is not law. And where I'm at right now, we already have that language within that policy. That's That's why I voted the way that I did. And that doesn't need to go any further than that. Right. All right. Well, when we come back, uh, we'll, we'll talk briefly about this uh, uh, case that, that Steve just talked about, Bostick versus Clean County, Georgia, and what that means. Uh, what, 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 it was a, uh, an opinion written by uh, Neil Gorsuch. Uh, there was two dissenting opinions, uh, Justice Alito and, and Clarence Thomas. And uh, we'll talk about that briefly about that. And then just kind of the current state of the, of the school and where things are going from there. You are listening to AOL. All right, welcome back. You are listening to All Out Law. We are joined in studio with Steve McCoskey, final segment of the hour. Um, and, uh, you know, looking at the, the, the Bostock versus Clayton County, which I think the Biden administration is, is, is hitching its wagon to, saying, well, let's see here, schools, uh, you know, even the Supreme Court says you got to do this. And, it was, and, and as Steve was saying earlier, this is a an employment case, Title VII, uh, is uh, regarding uh, the Civil Rights Act of 1964, meaning that uh, Congress had passed back in the in, in 1964 that uh, employers uh, cannot discriminate uh, based on age, race, sex, gender, or sex is, is gender, so age, race, and, and, and gender. Um, and uh, and so what this case was dealing with was you had uh, multiple cases uh, that were all kind of joined into one where you had people who started out as a female and decided they want to become a male or vice versa, and then they lost their job uh, because of that, or they didn't get a job because they were they were trans or whatever other reasons. And so they filed these lawsuits, and they were, and they were, they were arguing that, you know, this should be part of Title VII because we are being discriminated based on our sex. And so what Neil Gorsuch did in the majority of the Supreme Court ruled is like, look, if we're looking at the plain meaning and you look at Title VII, it just states that you cannot discriminate based on gender. Well... Gender encompasses every every human being that's on this earth. You you have a gender, whether you know your mental health can can appreciate it or not. You're 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 a gender, right? right. And so they're saying you cannot discriminate based on gender, and 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 so trans and and, and homosexuality, whatever, it falls under that category of gender. 
and, and so that is what the, the, the court uh, the ruled out. Of course, Alito and, and uh, Justice Thomas uh, dissented and said, well, you guys are trying to, uh, you know, this is not what the true meaning of, of, of gender is because now they're trying to add, you know, 64 different kinds of genders. Yes, and that's not yes. what was it contemplated in the 1960s. Uh, but nonetheless, what they didn't say is like, uh, that you know they're carving out a special thing for these. They're just saying, look, you can't discriminate based on gender. Period. Uh, and, and so, what the Biden administration is threatened to do, much like the Obama administration did in, in 2016, I don't know if how many of you remember back during the the election, the Obama administration threatened to cut off uh, education funds. They always love to go after the kids, don't they? I know they, these Democrats. They, they always <laughs> want to pick on the children. Go right to the heart. Let's do it. <laughs> but, <laughs> they, they stated, you know, if, if you don't allow boys into girls' bathrooms, we're going to cut off uh, your funds. And so the Justice Department sent a letter to the North Carolina school uh, stating that if you don't uh, start creating bathrooms or allow boys into girls' bathrooms, uh, we're going to sue you. We're going we're gonna to take funds away from you. We're going to make your life a living hell. Uh, and, and Obama was, was happy to talk about it, went on, on PBS and town halls saying this is the right decision to do. These are things that we, we have to have. It came out not, not to work. Of course, Trump immediately, you know, reversed course on that. Uh, and we've already seen in Pennsylvania where, where girls have been raped inside their bathrooms because the Pennsylvania school district allowed boys to, to go in there. Lord, we didn't think you see that happening. And, and so the, the longest sort of it is here's the, here's big government telling the school board and, and, and local schools what they what they should do. Uh, and I, look, we have not been able to find one case where a child has been discriminated and, and, and was unable to get a lunch. I, uh, you know, and, and then again, my point is if a parent and their child want to go in that direction with regards to, uh, you know, gay, queer, LGBTQ, or gender identity and stuff like that. that, that's fine. Let them do that. But it's not the school's job. Right. The school's job is to educate. Pure and traditional education and nothing nothing more than that. Well, thankfully, uh, it's, thankfully it's against the law now in the state of Missouri for the next four years. You're not going to be able to try to transition your child. So really, and, this shouldn't be a problem. And, and I claim here that this is not law when they try to change these policies. No. And here's why. is because it's, it's a directive that was put out by the uh, Biden administration. Well, the Biden administration never went through the rulemaking process where you have the uh, uh, hearing, you actually discuss rulemaking, things of this nature. So the Biden administration actually bypassed even that, which is the process in which you derive at a regulation, a standard to be implemented. That has not happened in this case. And and, and it's, it's going back to our Constitution, where we have three branches, what their purpose is for. Uh, the Congress has not made that law, especially when it comes to Title IX with sex and education. Right. Uh, you know, and here's the other thing. People are talking about this. They're, they're only worried about the sex of the children. I'm, what about religion? Religion wasn't in there. And, and so yeah. uh, what do we do? We don't have faith. We don't have a religion anymore. No, we don't. I mean, sh- so since religion isn't in there, I guess we can discriminate, you know, with uh, uh, people or 
or children because of their religious well, I promise status. you that if you if you wanted to make a, a policy to to discriminate against Christians, the left wouldn't say a word, would they? Nope, nope. That, but, friend, that fringe group and, and, and all the other uh, like them, uh, they'd be quiet. They wouldn't be coming to your board member meetings on Tuesdays. What you're doing is wrong. You're trying to, you're playing, you're playing, you know, games with stuff. And, and that's the sad thing is because this is an agenda. This has nothing to do with what, what's best for these kids. Right. It is, this, this is just this is we're trying to promote this certain alternative lifestyle, this this agenda to break down the family, the family uh, style, the the, 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 the the culture of it. Uh, and, and it's sad that is what's going on. But God bless it. It's going in our schools. It's Marxism. And imagine what well, at least three of you, if you weren't there, what would happen? Well, again, what's happened over the years of the Board of Education, in my opinion, is we rubber stamp things. There's no more rubber stamping as far as I'm concerned. I want to ask questions. I want the information so I can make a good, valid decision towards academic skill sets, performance of our kids. It's, it's plain and simple like that. And that's what the parents had voted me and the constituents to put me on that Board of Education to do exactly that, not delve in cultural redevelopment of and, and try to delve into their sex lives, why those kids are in the school system. No, it's wrong. As a school board member, I don't know if you've uh, been made aware or how you celebrate. This is uh, the tail end now of the National Book Banning Week. Uh, and so I, I would hope that there'd be some sort of uh, provision or acknowledgement of Book Banning Week. Uh, what, what, have you banned any books this week, you know, in recognition? No, nope, not, not at all. Not in the business <laughs> of banning books, you know. If, if there's something that's uh, inappropriate language in that, uh, certainly those are things that, you know, we have a, a responsibility to look at and make sure our kids are protected. Right. That's right. So where do you see, uh, we got a few minutes left on, on the show. I mean, where, where do you see, where, where's, what's the rest of the year looking like for, for, for Springfield, uh, public schools? Well, I'm encouraged to the simple fact that I think we got off to a relatively good year. Uh, we, we should continue down that path. Uh, there are some, for me, myself, as a a board member, I look to get out more and more uh, to get involved with many of the administrators, the educators, learn more as much as I can in order so I can do uh, be effective in my decision making process while while I'm on the board of education and that. And it takes a lot of work to do that. I mean, just week after week, I'm going to lunch to talk to you know one person or another. Uh, that has to deal with the education system. I think our school system, if we can continue to show any type of progress towards academic performance, then I think we're traveling in the right direction. But if we're going to head in the direction that we're going to start indoctrinating our kids or you know, try to force some sort of sex on these kids, I think that's that's left up to the parents, not the school system. So let's focus our energy on education. Period. Uh, we had Dr. M on uh, some uh, some weeks ago, and she had talked about that there was a, uh, a a listening period in Jefferson City where they wanted to get the the uh, parents' feedback on a a certain new policy for schools, whatever, for indoctrinating kids, um, emotional development. Or social, social emotional learning. Yeah, there it is. SEL. SEL. Have you heard what's the status of that? We're now into October, and the, the cutoff was sometime in mid-September. 
Uh, have they reported to you? I mean, is, is this going to become a statewide thing, or or how do you see it playing out? Well, uh, DESE, Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, DESE, has determined that they're going to take this up and they're going to apply it to uh, education and training of, of districts. And so I, I can say over the last two years, I've learned quite a lot about SEL. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it because there is a lot of of uh, lot of issues with SEL that doesn't fit in my four walls, uh, and so what it's doing is it's taking up space, it's taking up time. We're actually looking at trying to monitor the kids emotionally. Now I get it; you're a teacher, and and you're in a classroom, and you have a lot of disruptions from one day or another, and. But we're not to be psychologists or psychiatrists. We do, we should definitely recognize a, a, a student that may be uh, in need of some help. Uh, but what happens is, is we end up, uh, the short end of the story is this, we end up disrupting all the class just because of one, and we shouldn't be in the business of trying to be psychologists or, or and that's what SEL does as far as I'm concerned. Disciplinary issues, trying to address it because of the emotional behavior of kids. Final minute of the show, what can people do to, to help you and other members of the board? Well, I think more importantly is let's stick to education and let's try to keep all of these other uh, ancillary issues out of, the, out of the classrooms, out of the school district, period. I, I would encourage people to go to sps.org, listening listen to your your board meetings get involved just like going down and, and see these these marching bands here today at jfk the kids need that support so get behind the kids support them in that regard not trying to culturally redevelop them and uh i think i think we'll come out ahead of this if we just get enough people that'll get concerned about academic performance and nothing but and i would encourage everybody to go to a rapid roberts this week and get some gas amen fill it up make make these lefties uh wish they uh they didn't bring it up that's how it usually works these businesses start doing work because hey please tell me tell people not come to us keep keep, keep doing it kyle Steve, thank you God appreciate bless coming you. on everybody hope you have a fantastic week until next time stay tuned